When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend Saturday morning in Sydney town. If you're listening in Sydney on SEN 1170, good morning. If you're listening on the app, good morning. If you're listening on the podcasts, I don't know what time it is you're listening on the podcast. Good evening. Up in Queensland as well, Gold Coast, 16.20am up there. And also SENQ in Brisbane. Was up in Brisbane yesterday. Beautiful place. Cold. Weird. Anyway, uh, I'm Adam Peacock, and it's a very good morning to Nick Davis who is running late, and he's walking through the door right now. Well done, Gibbo. You're back this week. You're here bright and early, producing the glue that holds this show together. Uh, you had a replacement last week. He was very good, so you got to aim up this week, but um, great start, by the way. Yeah, thank you, boys. I I was actually listening from Canberra. Uh, I, usually when I listen when I'm away, it's awesome because, you know, the start doesn't play correctly or the ad breaks are running over <laughs> each other, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, these boys need me. These boys need me. I look at the run sheet as well. Usually I put the run sheet together when I leave. Google Drive. Last week, Mark had added all these things into it. And it was detailed as well. He's putting in stats from 1984. And I'm thinking, (laughs) can you sweep? Oh, oh, hello, oh. Nick. <laughs> hello. Let me start there's again. A, there's a can of Glen 20 right next to you. You want to just <laughs> get yourself a freshen up? Morning. He literally, everyone listening, Not true. wherever you are, literally just walked through the door. 100% true. No. And you're texting on the way in. Obviously, no, you're texting via your, you, you press your button and it's hands free and everything like that. Mm. I text back, mate, stop texting. Just get here. Mm. And you're I'm here. here. That's here. the main thing. How good was the sweep? Oh, the sweep was great. You missed the greatest pump up we just got from Gibbo. The speech you weren't here. Mm. It's fantastic, but the sweep was good. How good was it? What happened? Mm. You missed the sweep. It. Yeah, mm. I missed the sweep. Well, that the, was in the back the half first... of the show. I knew it was in good. You hands, said you so listened. I out. I listened to the first no, you half. No, <laughs> made sure we're on air, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. went oh, right, right back oh, to my hangover. Yeah, well, no, no hangover. Oh, no, you're yeah. right. If you yeah. don't stop, there's no hangover. No, exactly right. <laughs> also, what was the sweep? quitters. Wasn't it? Because I heard first goal scorer. First goal scorer. Earliest goal scorer. Jaden, who's texting, driving back from Canada on the way back from a pro am, lobbed Bournemouth and was howling, and they scored in the second minute. Right, okay. Yeah, he's like a 100 to 1 winner, basically. <laughs> that was, that was, they were no chance. They were no, not expected to It was a 200 score. to 0 winner. Well, glad yeah. to he got see, 200 for 0. Glad mm. to see we're keeping the prize giving uh, in house as well, Nick. I think Jay climbed out. <laughs> yeah, my mate won the prize. But that is a legit. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. We ran the sweep, so. Bournemouth. Do you want to do it on La Liga this week? <laughs> 
It starts this weekend. Osasuna beat uh, Sevilla this morning. I don't know. There's, Welcome to the world game. There's eight. Do you want to do one on? Yes. Yes. On La Liga. Yes. So we'll run the sweep again. Yes. And uh, Tristan Merlihan, if you're listening, we're giving $200 of your money away again without your consent. So anyway, we'll get to Tristan uh, shortly from topsport.com.au. But we are going to run another sweep and we will let you know when to hit the go button on when we want involved in a, when you, we want you involved in the sweep and we'll draw it after 11 o'clock. So it'll be first goal scorer <laughs> the weekend La in La Liga. And I want Nick Davis. He's going to actually say the names today of all the teams. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> no. But Mark did have, he had the names but in when we decided to go sweep, he then had the names printed out. Oh, of the, the 18 te- teams. 18 oh, teams. Guys, this is like when... Um, <laughs> and cut like- them up, arts and crafts, and then said, there you go, guys, put yep. them in a hat, 18. This is like when you say you've been in a committed relationship for two or three years, all of a sudden the girlfriend goes away on a trip, a few different guys there, and they're thinking, oh, all of a sudden he's driving a shiny car. She yeah. meets a billionaire. He, he doesn't swear every second word. <laughs> Well, grass, boys, mate, you know the grass is not greener, my friend. Well, you know the what, grass boys? is not greener. I'm going to high ground. There, I've said it. I'm going to high ground. <laughs> Me and Julian King, we're thick as thieves. You and Kingy. Me and Kingy will take this world take by storm. national broadcasting yep. elsewhere. See you later, lads. <laughs> so we will. Uh, we want your thoughts generally on the text line 0457 736 736, but also... When it's go time on the sweep, the sweep. Saturday sweep, I think this could be a regular thing. <laughs> we just come up with random. Well, it is the world game, according to you. There's 80 million different soccer leagues that we can have a sweep on each. Week. I look forward to 14 weeks' time, the Belgian third division. <laughs> yes. I want to know how many of our people that entered the sweep last week yeah. checked their, Check, either I'm, watched I'm, or checked their app in Expanding the Expanding world game. Look, I'll show Expanding you my app, game. which I follow my uh, soccer results on. That's how many leagues there are around the world. <laughs> We're not going to run out. <laughs> there is literally on this flash score. A never-ending sweep. 150 leagues going on in the world right now. So this week will be across to Spain. Everyone loves a sweep. How was your week, Nick? Uh, it was really good. Yeah. It was really good. Mm-hmm. What did I do? Uh, Rooster's training. Swans uh, training. Yeah, Josh yeah. Kennedy retired yeah. from the Swans. Yep. Josh Kennedy retired. Great guy. Yeah. Great leader. He's on great. equal second in the all-time yeah. of Josh Kennedy's. Yeah, great story. Uh, when I was doing the running for the Swans as the, as the message the runner, runner. In the yep. pink. In yep. the pink. Um, just for um, just for giggles, I was doing super coach. Uh, super coach? Yep. And two stories. The boys would come in and check my super coach team to see if they were in or out. Because mm. if I dropped them out of super coach, then they were... <laughs> A new before horse and <laughs> deliver the message. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Like, oh, let's just click on they have a super coach team. Um, but then Josh Kennedy was my captain. Uh-huh. Okay. So if I had to run a message out to Josh Kennedy to come off, uh-huh. I'd be like, hey, Joey, come off like three or four minutes. So I'd leave him on for a little bit longer. <laughs> get a couple of cheapies. <laughs> three or four minutes. So if there was a lineup of four people to take off, I'd get to Joey last. So he had like extra bit of time. And then if it was, oh, right, you've got to send Adam on for, for Joey, I'd run. Oh, sorry, if you had to say, get Adam off, Joey on, I'd run straight down. Oh, yeah. Get off. <laughs> Joey, you're Spring on. Towards, especially if the ball's in the forward pocket. And 100 you get every on, week. You got 100 points every week. I was had my own super coach team out there. It was so good. Oh, fantastic. No, uh, great Sydney Swan. And, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, massive football family. 
uh, Hawthorne. Well, he in. traded from Hawthorne. Like, it was weird that Hawthorne let him go in the first place, but he wasn't getting an opportunity there in that pretty yeah, hot Yeah, in, yep, in the back end of the the that Hawthorne side. If he, look, if he had stayed there two or three more years, um, he, he would have seen, um, but it was Hodge, Mitchell, all that sort of crew there. So took his opportunity here in Sydney and, yeah, fantastic leader. Big game, just... Just finals specialists. Look, when, when I'm thinking the modern era of finals, it's Dustin Martin and Josh Kennedy uh, head and head to who produces in the big games, contested possession, um, just and and a good bloke too. Morning, Mowers. Greg from Gundagai on the text line. Morning, Greg. Morning, Regular Greg. texter. Always text in Morning. at 9 a.m. Love Morning. your company, Greg. How good were my bunnies last night? They dominated the Eels in every aspect of the game. Latrell was unstoppable, and I'm going to call it now. Early crow coming from Greg. The Bunnies will make the grand final and win it this year. Whoa, Greg. Pumpage of breakage. No, nah, don't. A little we, bit. He might have the horse. Made ho- the grand final, fair he, enough. You can't pump the brakes too hard because he might have the horse float on the back, Greg. <laughs> horse float goes straight through the back of the Nissan Progero or whatever they're yeah, called. Whatever they're, uh, whatever they're towing with. Mitsubishi Progero. Probably a Toro. Yeah, yeah Toro. Towing anything with a Toro. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk those games. Uh, I was really interested in... Well, let's do it now. It was covered the the Penrith game. I think it's done to happen. Mm. You look at Isaiah Yeo in the press conference, and I, I think it's going to be cooked. Well, they, they, was it three more, four more weeks until yeah. they, you know, they've got to carry the load and and defend and do all that sort of stuff without. Um, the surprise for me in that the big turnaround and that I, I looked at that game and went, oh, Penrith, yeah, that you know, whatever the. They've, without so many good players, Dylan Edwards, yep. um, Fisher Harris didn't play as well. Um, the two halves, maybe like, next week. There's only so many people you can do without. So that wasn't the big surprise. The massive surprise for me was because Melbourne, defensively, over the last three months, two months, they've been diabolical on their own line. Yep. Defensively, they weren't the other night. No, they were not. So that is a bit of a mm, okay. Maybe Melbourne aren't out. I, I had I'd put a line through Melbourne. Yeah, this year, but after that, maybe change my mind a bit. Yeah, everyone talks about Munster uh, in attack at fullback, but his line org too, getting getting their line set um, mm. is important from the back there. Um, he's just. Did you see Brandon Smith's quote about Cameron Smith? Uh Cameron Munster. No. Oh <laughs> yes. Goes, yeah. He is as thick as pig yeah. off the field, but on the field, he's one of the smartest blokes out there. Yeah. Is that a usual thing that the smart footballers uh, can be maybe struggle to perhaps? No, it's an outlier. You need you, know, <laughs> you need you need some sort of aptitude to be able to learn <laughs> game plan and, and some sort. But there are there are certainly some outliers. Brandon obviously is taking it to an extreme about uh, Cameron's general intelligence. He's got through life this far without. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's been a few shaky moments. Well. However, yeah. Anyway, um, last night also the Warriors just gave it to the Bulldogs, pumped them forty-two eighteen. Yeah. And then in the west of Sydney, if you're feeling pretty down about yourselves, if you're a Dogs fan, you just uh, kept the TV on and saw Para absolutely cop it, so you feel a little, <laughs> a little less worse because Souths were dynamic. Souths in the first it's half like of this the, season. Yeah. Didn't it's, know how to hang on to the ball, like they kept just there's dropping always, it. But they, I think they've been like that for a few years, and I think we spoke, we kept talking to Tristan about it last year, where they just need a set of blinkers to focus for the whole game. Yeah. There's always just seemed to be that period for South where they give you 20 minutes to to beat them. They were like a bunch of toddlers at a birthday party, just yeah. 
no control whatsoever, just running around, like just doing dumb things. And they kept on dropping the ball. But last night, wow, they just gave it to Para. Um, para fan, if you're a Para fan, are you going, well, maybe the last weekend of the season I might have off. Yeah. It won't be happening for it's me. It's a bit of a I told you so for the rest of the NRL supporters. Um, I did afternoons when I was at Gibbo a couple of weeks ago. And the Parramatta, Parramatta fans going, yeah, we're, we're on. Up and about. We're on, we're, yeah. And then I told you so. You did do afternoons. That was a great afternoon show, by mm. the way, Nick. I listened, listen. I listened in when yeah, you uh, called in as well. Yes. But yeah. Parramatta, it's... It must be such a shame for their fans because every time, <laughs> really, well, they <laughs> two steps yeah, forward, three back. No, like they, <laughs> when they've got it all to play for, they drop their bundle, and then when they've got no hope, they put in the best performance of their year. And I was looking online to a lot of the stuff about the game last night. A lot of fans aren't too happy with Reed Marnie, his service from dummy half, and mm. it's strange when these questions sort of get asked because he's moving next year, and is that premiership window? Oh, is it young? Perhaps. They've got some really good... <laughs> the window has been changed to Perspex, I believe. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's nil, just by, a... nil by open. <laughs> nil by open, it's a Perspex window. You can't... I reckon it's a fly screen. Fly screen, yeah. yeah. So every now I and then... I think it's open, but it's not. <laughs> you, you just still get the breeze, but... And you just walk straight into it. Yeah, the puppy dog's running straight full pelt at it, thinking it's open. <laughs> the premiership fly screen at <laughs> Parramatta. <laughs> I, you look at them last night, and 20 minutes in, it was quite obvious that South's energy levels were mm. at a higher level than para. What I couldn't understand then was Brad Arthur, why not change? You've got the power to change something, get a message to the bench and go, look, guys, you were going to go on after look, the rotations. Change the rotations. Yep. Change something. He's got the – and it wasn't until halftime para came out a little better at the start of the second half. Obviously, didn't quite click for them across the line, but I just – in general, I can't understand why coaches sit there and expect something different from the, the message that's been given for the first 40 minutes. He's got the power to get into the ear of two blokes on the bench to go, you go on and cause a little bit of carnage here and, and lift the team. It's it's odd. I don't, I don't see – because in AFL, obviously they've got you know, yeah, a lot more substitute, so higher rotations. Rotation. You can do that. But I see it in rugby league sometimes. I don't know why it doesn't happen more often. Yeah, with with the limited interchange, I, sometimes coaches do. They just, I think, they just get worried. Oh, the back end of what's going to be like at the back end if we if we make these rotations early. But the horse is bolted. Well, Twenty six points yep. down. The back end doesn't really matter too much. Anyway, uh, last night, quick touch on the footy at Marvel Stadium, um, St Kilda. Well, they were like Nick Davis on the back nine when it's all to play for, uh, with the oh, putter in hand. It was <laughs> the, it was such an interesting game ability. to oh, like two points of this game. Um, they're very similar to the they played very similar to the game uh, where they played the Swans up here a month ago. Thank you. It was their ball movement was so slow, and then all of a sudden it clicked into gear for them in the third quarter, and and. I don't know whether they would play in the scoreboard. They they went a lot quicker. They played a bit more up tempo, and then Max got the ball. Max King. Oh, so he's for the uninitiated. The he's man. A bit, he's a bit of a gun. He's the man. But he he's the future man. There. Kicked for goal last night like his shoes were on the opposite foot. Correct. Oh, was and like crucial. Yeah. Like really, really crucial. So they were five one to naught seven, as in Brisbane kicked five one and so they had their chances, but they blew it. Yep. And Brisbane won by fifteen points. So that puts them to and it was a big game for Brisbane, gets them to second on the ladder. Um mm. there's a 
a really big game at the SCG tomorrow. Massive. Um, Swans and Collingwood. That'll uh, mm. it'll go a long way to shaping not many, only the... <laughs> how many tickets has Joel Kane asked for now? Well, <laughs> 16? The great man has just texted in, and we'll get to his text about his mowing, uh, his mowing question soon. But when you do a favour for someone, and it's... And it's like, it's a pretty good favor. Yeah. And then just by circumstances, it becomes a massive favor. So I'd put the great man Joel had put in for, for six tickets for the, the Collingwood game in, in fair advance. So I had my six tickets in the system a month ago. Yeah. And then the game becomes a sellout. So a good favor is now, that was yeah. a sellout, you know, I've got six tickets Mate, for. I've just got you. Ticket to Willy Wonka's. <laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> what What do you think the return favour is going to be? Oh, well, I'm um, at the moment. I'm twelve in credit. How do you? He's gone two lots of six. How do you approach the re, the anticipation of a return favour? You can't. It's just got to come out of nowhere. You just want it to keep you in. Yeah. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have to ask. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But if I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to ask. <laughs> uh, bit of golf, bit of tennis. Firstly, the tennis. Oh, bit of golf. About Scotty Scheffler walking over Cam Smith. So line. everyone going, oh, this is an indication that the PG. <laughs> he was literally on another planet. That was he not intentional. Really, he didn't realize He didn't know what the hell he was doing. If it was so bad, Cam Smith would have put him in a headlock and they wouldn't have played today in the second round because they were paired together as well. But Cam Smith's playing all right there. Uh, he is going to go to live golf. I don't know if you saw the interview yesterday on yeah. Sky Sports. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm not. He, the, the interviewer asked a really good question. He goes, can you – he kind of asked the question but not put himself in danger of directly asking the asking question. question. He said, oh, can you – Like asking for the, your favour back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you appreciate – the need um, to to know about what might be going on. Do you, do, you, do you hold it against the journalist, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, he's going to go down the line and he lets slip the, yeah, I know I'm going to cop a bit of heat. So, yeah, yeah he's going. So yeah. He's going. Why well, wouldn't you? You got a chance to win, what, 18 million in the, the FedEx Cup. Yep. He's just holding off, holding off, holding off. He's three shots off the lead at the uh, St. Jude Bolton Championship <laughs> over there. Actually, can I mention that? Because he's up against us this morning on another radio program. Don't listen to that garbage. Listen to us. Uh, Cam Smith tied for fifth at the moment. Three shots off the lead. JJ Spawn uh, leads at 11 under. And Adam Scott's in commission as well. He's four off the lead. At the tennis, um, the the Masters event up there in Canada, Nick Kyrgios lost in the quarters this morning. He lost. Uh, Herbert Herkatz of the big Polish player. Was there any story to the loss or he just lost? Well... Because normally Nick, sometimes when there's a loss, there's a story. Well, no, with Nick, of course, when he wins, it's, wow, he's playing really well. And when he loses, it's, oh, let's focus on when he lost his mind. Uh, but And he lost his mind? He did that. Not lost his mind, but he basically had a go at Herbie Hercatch for going off court when it was like really cool conditions to change his clothes for 10 minutes. It's, it's within the rules, but right. Nick started swearing and carrying on. But Nick, Nick. Like, was doing that when he was winning. But it's not the focus. He's the greatest tennis player of all time when he wins and when he loses, this becomes the focal point. Anyway, he's... Is he a Nicholas when in, he loses? Uh, he's a Nicholas. 
I get that. He's had a great run. He's like won nine matches in a row. No one expected this from Nick Kyrgios at this stage of his career. He's he's dialed in. He's engaged. All those things. And a quick one, Gibbo, just before we go to the break. Chopu. Yeah. Um, big waves haven't come yet in Tahiti. Haven't come yet. So Ooh. Wednesday, Thursday, I reckon oh, yeah? it's going to be the pick of the window. It's the last event of the WSL year. The women are back at Tahiti for the first time in 2006. Since 2006. Uh, we've got a couple of Aussies in the mix. Ethan Ewing is on the bridge of the top five. Now we need to get in the top five to make finals day. Steph Gilmore's in the top five on the women's side. Your fave. My f- absolute favourite in this whole world. Uh, but there's also Tyler Wright, who's from down in Kalbara. She surfs big waves. She's sort of had a couple of years off through sickness and injury. She's on the border of the top five. Yep. If she can get a big result in Tahiti... She'll make the finals, and she is a very big smoky to win it. Yeah, the top five is a one-day event yep. in the U.S. So Knockout style, yep. so 5-4, 4-3, 2-1, best of three. So, look, it's if someone can catch light on the finals day in Trestles, America, then anything is possible. And this year for Australia, it's good. We've got two on the men's, Touchwood, and two on the ladies' side, which is awesome. We're off to a quick break on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers, 100 years of innovation. After the break, we're going to have a quick chat with top sports Tristan Merlihan. Might mention the multi from last week as well. (laughs) This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, we're back with the Mowers Club. Good morning to everyone, wherever you're listening around the place. And, uh, ooh, mowing is close in the air. It's close. It's a little cool in Sydney this morning. I don't know if you get the mowers. We've got one from Carl from Cronulla. A lot of people are standing by their mowers waiting to pull the trigger on pre-string, pre-spring mow. Do we go? You, do we go high? Do we go low? I reckon you can go high. A little little dusting on top yeah, with the mower. A little overnight rain. You yeah. can get some nice patterns As soon as you get a bit of warmth in the air, you've got to spike. You've got to open that turf up a little bit, yep. get a bit of air into the turf. That's when you go low. And then we go low, 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 low. <laughs> Tristan Mellahan joins us right now from topsport.com.au. Hello, Tristan. G'day. Yeah, I really enjoyed that little uh, cameo song, so it was very, very good to hear. Well, it would have been me at uh, Cocktails and Dreams this weekend if I was allowed to up there on the Gold Coast with yourself, Tristan, but uh, up there at about uh, 2 a.m. But anyway, it didn't happen. Sorry about that. It didn't happen. Always, always next year. And uh, yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll make sure we get your nice little booth in Cocktails and Dreams when you come up, so it'll be good. Is it still open? Is it still in operation there just off Cavalav? Happy memories. Uh, yeah, I think, I think so. I don't know. I haven't known. Uh, it's from I've last weekend. <laughs> if, it hasn't, <laughs> if it hasn't shut between now and last weekend, then yeah, it probably is. Speaking of last weekend, Tristan, we had a win, or one of us had oh, a win, didn't we? <laughs> yes, no, I knew that would be the first cap off the rank. And what a, uh, what a start to the EPL season. It was a very impressive uh, performance by yourself, Adam. And yeah, 307 jumped in, so we got over 6,000 the kitty now. So uh, yes, it was uh, a yeah, very impressive performance there. Yeah, raising money for the Cancer Council with our bet each week. We'll have that a bit later on in the show. Actually, Darwin Nunez, who was one of my like anytime goal scorers, Callum Wilson as well, he had, actually had an air swing at the goal he scored at, but it came off the defender and then back off him into the goal. So got a bit of luck. Oh, got a bit of luck. Hey. So it wasn't an own goal. <laughs> hey. So, And, of course, he, even if it was an own goal, I think he put the pressure on Tristan. You would have paid out anyway, correct? You, I'm, I'm you sure, yeah, because like – we know how um, how you were uh, revving Nick up at last week about how you get a point for missing an AFL, but you 
get a goal for doing nothing in soccer. So it's, yeah. uh, it's, 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 it's a very good sport. <laughs> goal for an airy. Uh, are you happy with our uh, our sweep this week? That um, uh, we basically said that you're going to give away two hundred, and I hope you're okay with that. Um, it's like, it's yeah, like no, spending well, it, dad's it, money it, here, but yeah. It, it's a similar mentality when Nick's up at Cocktail and Dreams. He just spends the same cash, and it's the same sort of mentality. So, yeah, very happy with that. That sounds good. I've given out my two lifelong advices today. Rehab is for quitters and ask for forgiveness, not permission. That's going to be this far. So we're going to do, uh, do a sweep on the earliest goal scorer in this round, the opening round of La Liga. <laughs> So, La Liga. And, yeah. the, and the best thing, Tristan, is that Nick's going to read out all the that teams. Nice. <laughs> That's a shame. Well, can, can I just make a little tweak to that? Um, why don't we change it to the uh, to the Thai Premier League and Nick can read out the, uh, the, the, the teams in that one? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I, I went through the fact, Tristan, we've got 150 uh, football leagues going on around in the world at the moment. We will get to the Thai Premier League, Beautiful. right after we get to the yeah. Cambodian second division. So anyway, <laughs> uh, what's happening at Top Sport at the moment? Uh, no, we've got a, there's plenty of important football games this weekend in both codes. Obviously, finals around the corner. We've got uh, some good racing as well. We've got some group races in both Sydney and Melbourne. So it's really the spring starting to heat up. And, and yeah, the footy. So they're probably the main things, EPL as well. And got some NFL preseason games too. So there's plenty happening around the world in both sport and racing. Well, we're going to get those odds a bit later on in the show. Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au. We'll speak then. Speak, speak soon, guys. Lord Sir Tristiano will join us later in the show. We're off to uh, a bit of news on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment with our Week in Review. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. Yeah, welcome back to the Mowers Club. And the whippersnipper is whipped into action, which signifies the fact mm. that this is the Week in Review. And, Nick, we've got a text on the text line along these lines important. before we get to the big issues of the week in sport. Morning, yeah. gents. Please mention the proper order for lawns, and we're talking how the lawn gets done. Mm-hmm. Whippersnipper first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then you blow all the trimmings and hard surface trimmings onto the grass. Yes. Then mow, which then picks that up. Okay. That whips that up as well. Lee, And then uh, Cameron goes on. Leaving the whippersnipper waste on the road or the footpath and then blowing it onto next door's place is illegal. And self-entitled. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Especially the prices that some contractors charge. So we're talking the ex- so-called experts. Well, Cameron is very much a man who he knows. has delved into the bylaws of the Mowers Club We've, up there in Borkham Hills in the northwest of Sydney. It is in the bylaws. It is in the bylaws. Thank you, Cameron, for the reinforcement of this just before everyone just churns into action, checks that the little tinny of petrol is full up enough, nothing more disappointing nothing than more. a dormant mower through winter and then going all excited, bang, Press I'm ready little, to, yeah. Oh, the primer. The hell's going on? Oh, I've got no petrol. I have to go down to the petrol station, fill it up. Make sure you've got that all sorted before you do it, but yeah. Snip. I agree, Cameron. Blow. Mow. And then there's a tidy up blow, but you can't blow it over someone else's. There's a tidy up blow, is there? There has to be. Yeah, very much so. There has to be. 100% agree. Ricky Stewart, fair enough that he cops a, what was it, a $25,000 personal fine and a one-week ban where he's basically just got to cut off all communication to anyone who has anything to do with the Canberra Raiders. Good, good luck enforcing that, by the way. 
But I reckon it was fair enough. I've, I've been waiting for the NRL. They do it all the time in mm-hmm. football. Just, okay, you, we're not happy with you. Instead of the fine, banned. What's a personal fine? Well, the club's not allowed to pay it. Ricky has to pay it. Right. Mm. Which I think maybe is a little harsh because he's an employee of a club. But anyway, that's by the by. Um, but, yeah, I've been waiting for a a touchline band from Rugby League, and that's the best deterrent you can give. I think. Um, I've got a funny way around it, though. I'll tell you in a second. Jose Mourinho. I don't know. Oh, I think... You don't know. I am not sure. Was it the wrong platform? Absolutely. And he's come mm. out and said that he's wrong. But we do... <clears throat> When coaches come out and just put bat and pad together and trot out the company line at press conferences, then we'll sit here and go, oh, how boring a press conference is. Yeah, but there's ways it and means was, to get oh, your point I, across. I agree with that. And that wasn't uh, it. It wasn't it. It wasn't it. It was It was poorly worded. It was extremely emotional. And it obviously... You know. It felt like a plant, the question. It was right at the end of the press conference, and he almost had the answer before the question was finished. <laughs> One of them. One of them. Which happens. Anyway, I'm not saying it definitely was, but just appeared that way. You don't know, do you? No, I don't. And I'd, I'd rather they, see. Are they, you two learned humans here? Are they? <laughs> Keep purpose, Are they <laughs> the little head wobble there? <laughs> are they purposeful? Do we get anything out of the post game? Should it be later? Should it be the oh, next yeah. morning? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get this, Have and then yeah, but like. There's ways and means of getting your point across. Don't call the ref a cheat and don't have a go at a, yeah. an opposition player, even though the there Canberra, might have been a history. Is it the Canberra Raiders media manager needed to go, hang on, Ricky's got this, ooh, yeah. maybe I need to. Oh, there's definite a definite relationship between media manager, maybe CEO and coach, and Before maybe you if controversial things, they need to have a little chat and get but on the they, same page before they go in. In but, fairness, they might not have known the... The history. But there's emotion and then there's saying things that are beyond, you know, what should be allowed. It, it was a bad look. And Ricky's admitted that as well. So mm-hmm. I, I just think that the the touchline ban or the, the coaching ban has been underutilised. I think that's the way forward. I don't think fines get through. Like you, <laughs> Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Nick, Trent, Trent. Hey. Now. I've got the 10 grand. Off you go. Go for it. Trent, you say this, you're going to cop a one-match ban. I reckon that you pumps the brakes a bit quicker. You more of a deterrent? I think so. Yeah, I think so. So, And refs are copping it, and I know you're not the biggest fan of <laughs> refs sometimes, Nick, in <laughs> terms of the way that they uh, sometimes might take a bit of the few of the headlines. They're there to be heard, not seen type thing, but... They're there to facilitate a game between facilitate, two teams. Exactly. Uh, and sometimes the personalities are, are bigger than that particular role. <laughs> but the I overall... I the boys played the Ben Cummins thing on the, yeah. the run home last night. Was it? Very yeah. powerful. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good that he could come out and say that. And he talking about the... What was it 2019 grand final? 2018? Yeah. Yep. 2019. 2019. The decision he made in the Canberra the Roosters grand final. The what a great decision that was. 
As a Roosters fan. As a Roosters fan. Change my night. Yeah. <laughs> I was asleep for it, but God, when I wake up, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, just on touchline bands, Jose Mourinho famously got around. He caught one for Chelsea. Yeah. You know what he did? He was not allowed in the stadium for a European oh, okay. game. I thought he was going to say he might have bought a ticket. Not allowed. So what he did, he went at half time, he snuck in and he got the gear steward to hide him in the bottom of the laundry bucket <laughs> and wheeled him in, hiding under all these no. like, towels. I swear to God, he got out, he, he he jumps out of the thing, gives the speech and then goes to, and But the UEFA officials got wind that he was around and everyone's running around trying, trying to, to find, find him. him. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of the laundry. <laughs> exactly. So maybe Ricky Stewart can do that this weekend. Surprise, guys, I'm here. He can hide in the big... Canberra milk, goalpost pads. <laughs> the biggest goalposts. Massive. Uh, if you can score under the post at Canberra, well done. <laughs> You've got about three inches. Uh, Jason Horn Francis, uh, number one draft pick, mm. plays yep. for North Melbourne. He won't yep. be playing this weekend because apparently he didn't complete an ice bath recovery properly. Mm. Once again, the AFL no, and people in it are no, trying to make it the no, military. No, no. No, this is don't look at the the ice bath as the obstacle here. It, it's it's it would be the kangaroos in North Melbourne trying to set some values and standards. Don't don't look at it as it was the ice bath. It's but values oh, and standards are fair enough. Well, you've got to do it. It don't. Why do you have to do it? Because they've said it's important. Ice, and ba- it, ice baths don't work. But that's not the point. Yes, it is. It's the point of doing. It, it's not the. Does it make him a better help his recovery? It's more, well, we're going to do it. Everyone has to do it. It's the point of doing it and not doing it, not the actual recovery bit of it. What if he's got a different way of recovering? Doesn't matter. But that's the, this is what they're trying to get at. One in all in sort of business. Take the fact that the ice bath out of it. It's the fact that we said we're doing it and you didn't do it. It might've been, all right, we're going to, Drink beers with our left hand. Whatever. Like, that's a stupid one. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. King of thumbs. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> We're going to drink beers. You've gone from, it's really important, ice baths. You must do them to, boys. <laughs> We're going to drink Fill up beers. in your left hand <laughs> only. Left get hand bashed beers for the next hour. <laughs> You're drinking your right hand. You always go. No. It, it's, it's more about the, the culture of the club than the ice bath. I get that, but yeah. Anyway, I'm just anti ice bath. Gibbo, yeah. how do you feel about ice baths? I agree with if Nick. It is. I agree with Nick on that. Like you got to have everyone buying into mm. the team. But I've never done anything that I needed to ice bath, so I wouldn't actually have any first hand experience. But I saw you get quite uh, animated on Twitter about. Well, it's, it's scientifically proven scientifically that they are BS. Proven. They've done all kinds of studies to show that actually it hinders recovery Why? rather than helps because inflammation is not oh, a bad man. thing for the muscles and joints oh, sometimes, especially for a developing athlete. <laughs> yeah. It's just everyone did it because everyone did it. It's like the Lance Armstrong bands. <laughs> everyone wore them because everyone – okay, that's another issue because they're raising money for cancer, so maybe not a good example. But, you know, you see those fads come in and everyone does it for the sake of doing it and then – you look at it and you go, hang on a minute, is this actually doing anything? Anyway, science, it's a wonderful thing. If the, you know Daniel... Bear, 
Hang on. Yeah. Weren't the land the the bands were just yellow bands. They weren't the magnetic ones, were they? No, they were live strong. Remember the magnetic ones? Yeah, the power bands. <laughs> oh, yes. You could turn around, you could do like a seven twenty. <laughs> yeah, I did um I had to do a science experiment in year nine. You know, I was Real dog shit at science. So I had. So what I did, I played can one you game. Swear of, on this program? Oh, yeah, you can yeah. say the s word. Okay. Well, so one week I had. I wore the power band, did my starts, and then the next week took the power band off <laughs> and did the starts. And I said, "Oh yeah, say so look, this power band thing it really doesn't work." <laughs> and that was it. That was, that was the best. What did you get? Marks. Oh, it was eighty-five percent. What's that? B, B plus. What was left in the fifteen percent that you got left his on name the wrong? Got his oh, name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Probably my language wasn't so great. My English was poor. But well, when you opened up the, uh, the the analysis of it as power bands are shit. Yeah, well, hey, now you've said it, so I'm, I'm off. I'm going to prove that this power band is not BS. Uh, if you know Daniel Ricciardo, now's a good time to maybe make yeah, a no. request for a good present because he's about to get the fill-up of all fill-ups. He's probably going to sign with another, uh, another Formula 1 team. I've got a feeling he'll end up at Alfa Romeo, but that's just a hunch. Hopefully it's not Williams Are because they fast? Uh, they're faster than the Williams, which is on par with your V Dub. So, hey. um, sponsors car. Sorry, it's a good car, but it's not a Formula One car. Uh, but Ricardo will get the payout from McLaren because Piastri will join McLaren. That's what you need. He'll get the fill up yeah. and then he'll go on double fill up. So I don't know how he's gonna. Oh, he, he's double a, matches. He's a re, <laughs> double matches. Double matches. And he's a resident of Monaco, where he only has to pay the upfront tax, and then everything else after that is. A free-for-all. Free-for-all. Oh, D. Ricardo, yes. Good time to get your pres- Christmas present wish list into uh, to him if you know him. But, yeah, hopefully he'll be driving. That um, It'd be great to see two Australians on the grid, but it'll be a fair old uh, fair old episode of Drive to Survive when you see Piastri and Ricardo meet, meeting each other in the paddock. Hey, mate. Thanks for nicking my seat. Yeah, no worries, mate. Good to see you out there. Is that on this year? Drive to Survive? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. It'll all well, last year's series is on now, and then they're filming yeah, now gotcha, for next gotcha, year. Gotcha. Yeah, so I think he was being sarcastic there, Adam. No, I wasn't. Oh, really? No, I thought you didn't like it. What F1? Yeah, I like. Oh, you just <laughs> don't like Danny Ricardo? No, I do. Oh, you do like him? He's oh, West okay. Coast. He's, he's is he West Coast supporter? I reckon. Yes. He's, yep. He's good at riddance. Oh. Ag <laughs> ag every day of the week. Uh, David Warner in the Big yes. Bash. Is it going to make you want to tune in a bit more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Get the best Australian players to play in the Big Bash. Wow. Yep. Who would have thought it might heighten the interest of the competition? Yeah. And you would like to think that those guys, the, the top Australian cricketers, would take a bit of a haircut to stay in Australia. Like a little bit of, all right, we'll give you a bit more, but can you take a little bit less than they want to give? And I, and I think they would. I think mm. it would be, given the time of the year it is for the Australian guys to stay here. It's in the festive season. Stay here and be festive. Exactly. EJ uh, on the text line. Hey, boys, why doesn't Ricky just dress up as the Raiders mascot and get into the ground that way? <laughs> Uh, it's possible. Just get up there and get in the it's Viking. Possible. You can do the big horn for the Viking club. Uh, another text on the text line. We haven't touched on the Paul Green um, tragedy no. in this segment. We will later we will. in the show in a different sphere. But uh, in light of the Paul Green tragedy, the NRL's response to Stewart's bullying and character assassination was weak. One was before the other. It was, you know, I, I, I get what the text means, yeah. but the whole Ricky thing was dealt with and then Paul Green, unfortunately... Passed away 
after the fact. But I, I get what he, he's getting at. Like character assassinations in public can affect someone's headspace. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure uh, Jaden Sam has got a good support network around him at Penrith. So they're, they're helping him through anything that he might have felt after what happened last weekend. But um, yeah, full on subject. And we will touch on all of that later on in the show. And morning, boys. Has Clarko started coaching at North Melbourne already? Alastair Clarkson, Hawthorne legendary coach. Looking for a job at the moment. Um, has he started coaching at North already, making a statement on the Horn Francis ice bath issue? Brett from Mount Oosley, is he on the radar of North, is he? Clarkson? Yeah, absolutely. It'd be uh, North, GWS. Um, he's the first. Gold Coast? Yeah. Uh, no. Stewie Jews locked in there? Yep. Um, Stewie Jews locked in there. So he's the first coaching domino to fall, Clark Owe. And then So wherever he goes? Then... Is there more coaching jobs going to pop up in the AFL, do you think? Uh, Not at the moment, is there? No vacancies up? There was the uh, Essendon sort of turned themselves around uh, for for Ben Rutten. Mm. Uh, But I I think once the Clarkson one goes, um, then the the rest will follow suit pretty quickly. We are off to a quick break on the Mowers Club. That was the week in review. We're powered by 100 years of innovation. Thanks to Toro Mowers. And uh, we're back in a moment to wrap up the first hour. And Trey Wingo, we're going to go stateside and catch up with whatever's going on over there in the US right after this. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, we're back for our second hour of the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. Just idling by on a coolish August morning and not far away from firing the mowers up en masse. Anyway, we'll just continue to talk about sport and grass cutting right now. And uh, we're going to get over to Trey Wingo in the US, uh, US sports broadcaster extraordinaire who's uh, enjoying his Friday night and in- interrupting it is us. I dare say Buffalo Wings and uh, and beer. Side by his side right now as he chats to us. Trey, am I far off the mark in that regard? No, not too far. More like tacos and tequila, but uh, oh. we're, we're still with the same thing. It's okay. A, yeah. It's a Friday night here, Adam and Nick, and we're enjoying ourselves. Mate, you've just summed up my experience in about eight hours' time, I think. I think you've uh, made my mind up for what I'll be doing because <laughs> it's a little ridiculous to be doing that stuff at uh, 10 a.m., but it has been done. Hey, uh, mate, you're a big golf fan, obviously. Give us your impression of, of what the hell's going on with Live Golf. We've got the St. Jude Championship happening now, the FedEx. Cam Smith's three off the lead. He's rumoured to be going. How are you feeling about it as a big golf fan, about how it's all panning out at the moment, this divide in men's professional golf? Well, listen, it's not great. I mean, let's just be honest about that because at, at no matter who goes where and who does what and what appeal judge rules one way or the other, at the end of the day, the sport is being fractured. And the best and the best are going to be in two different situations. And I, I think that's the hardest part. Look, I, I, I don't I, – I can't – come down on anybody for making choices that they make based on a lot of factors. But at the end of the day, um, the the two parties, and and this is more on the PGA tour than it is on live. They need to find a way to find an uneasy piece because an uneasy piece is always better than all out war. 
And, and that's sort of where the PGA Tours stance has been. Um, as soon as this thing was announced, they felt like they had some sort of moral high ground, which, to be clear, they do not. They don't have a moral high ground. Their, their biggest concern is about uh, competitiveness, not a moralistic high ground, because uh, they take a lot of money from a lot of different places that you might think is a little shady. Um, but the, the, the main thing that bothers me is there, there was a time when the best players in the world, for the majority of them, would be in one place competing at the highest level. And the live golf experiment has, has taken that and basically split it down the middle. There's no denying when you get someone like a Brooks Kepka or a Bryson DeChambeau or an Abraham answer, a young player on tour or a Cameron Wolf, who's already won. But the first time he won on the PGA tour, he wasn't old enough to celebrate with a beer. I mean, that's how young he was when he won on tour. And now you have someone like Cameron Smith who arguably has been the player of the year on the PGA Tour, starting with his winning Papalua in the Players' Championship and now the Open Championship. Um, you know, that, that's, that's, a heavy, that's a heavy loss if he goes, and I believe he's going to. Uh, so the golf in general suffers because of this, and that bothers me. But I have to say that some of the things that the PGA Tour has enacted because of the live golf are going to be better for the game. I mean, once – once they realized that it was a real institutional threat that they couldn't sort of shout down and, and wag their finger at, lo and behold, amazingly, the PGA Tour found $54 more million to give the players over eight events and mm. or created a shorter schedule, which is some of the things the PGA Tour players were looking for, and created a silly season where the top 50 players in the world will play in these no-cut uh, international events and guaranteed to make money. So, on some level, Live Golf has has made the PGA Tour realize they need to change the way they do business. But at the end of the day, they've got to find a way to work together. Otherwise, this whole thing sucks. Trey, which side do you think brings the peace pipe to the party? <laughs> like, what's the what's going? I think it's going to be the PGA Tour, and, and I'm not sure where the the line is going to be drawn for them, which player it's going to be, if it's going to be an amount of these good players or if it's one or two, if it's Rory, if it's someone like that, that when they jump over, the, the PGA Tour is going to go, hang on, we're doing all these things, but we're going to have to you know, go over there and try and, as you said, find a, a happy medium. Well, listen, if Rory goes, the PGA Tour is completely blanking effed. I mean, he's been the voice <laughs> of the PGA Tour through all of this. When he won in the Canadian Open, he said it was, my, I think, my 21st win on tour, whatever it was, mm. won more than a certain someone, Greg Norman. You know, So if they, if they lose Roy, Roy McIlroy, the PGA Tour might as well just fold up tents and go home. So I don't think it'll be Rory. But I think they need to realize, like the Live Golf people have been really smart about one thing, okay? They have been from the beginning, hey, we've never said you can't play our tour and, and play their tour. Yep. You know, you can do whatever you want. You can play these events. You can play those events. It's not a thing. And that puts a lot of pressure on the PGA Tour. But realistically, if you're going to, if you're going to play, say, uh, 10 events on the, on the Live Golf Tour and try and play 10 events on the PGA Tour and then the four majors, uh, that's, that's 24 events a year. Uh, can people make that work? I don't know. But the, the thing that will break the PGA Tour is if the the four majors, of which they have no control, let's be clear, there's not a single major that the PGA Tour has control over. You know, the RNA holds the Open Championship. 
you know, the PGA of America, not the PGA Tour, runs the PGA. The Masters, they're their own entity. The USGA runs the U.S. Open. As long as those events will be open to live golf players, the PGA Tour's uh, power is non-existent. Now, they may have won the lawsuit uh, from three players, uh, you know, not, not letting those two, three players play in the, the FedEx Cup championships. But at the end of the day, if we're honest about it, no one really cares about the FedEx Cup championship. They care about majors. Like mm. uh, my, my old colleague at, at ESPN once wrote a long time ago, he said, there's, play, there's the tournaments you play for money, and then there's the four majors. And as long as these guys can play in the four majors and, and accrue official world golf rankings points, then nothing's going to change. But if for whatever reason the Masters, who have threatened a lot of stuff, by the way, and haven't come through on any of it yet, if, if Augusta National or the USGA say, you know, barring current exemptions, we're not allowing anybody else to compete in these events, then that creates a problem for Liv. But if they don't do that, it's a massive problem for the PGA Tour, and they're going to realize that sooner rather than later, hopefully. To uh, basketball, Trey, I'm intrigued by this. So one of the best players of a generation, he, he basically carried – Team USA to a, a gold medal at last year's Olympics. Kevin Durant, um, fantastic player when he's when he's fit and able. He <laughs> he has basically told Brooklyn Nets, "I want out of here unless you get rid of the coach and the general manager." So I don't know if he wants to be the coach and the general manager <laughs> and the star player as well. I'm not sure if he's going to take it that far. But how the hell is this all going to play out? Well, you know, I I got to say, like if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you have every right to be like, just extremely pissed and i know that means a different thing in australia than it does here uh, but very angry not not yeah. bottom on the big drunk not not me in eight uh, hours yeah kevin durant <laughs> exactly not you in eight hours with your tacos and tequila exactly um i mean they basically bent over backwards kevin whatever you want you know you tore your achilles you won't be ready for a year no problem we're with you we're, we're giving you a max contract Oh, you want to bring in Kyrie Irving, which turned out to be a disaster? Nope, no problem. We'll do that for you. Oh, wait, you want James Harden too? Oh, Kevin, you want that? We'll absolutely take care of that for you. And then they have one bad season, and Kevin says, yo, I'm Palin, I'm out. I mean, that's, that's kind of BS, if you don't mind me saying so, or bullshit is what it really is. And, and, and he's not getting enough heat for that. So, listen, Kevin Durant is, a, is, a, is a, as you said, a generational player, arguably the best in the game right now. But at some point, you have to say, what is it worth? Like, they, yeah. they bent over backwards for him to do everything he wanted, and then as soon as things went a little bit sour, he basically, to use a term we use in this country, he took his ball and went home like a little baby. And I, I just I, – I think that people are going to look at that. Now, look, the talent will absolutely outweigh everything else. It's like any, it's like any other situation in any other sport where you see all the off-the-field or, or – behind the scenes stuff that drive you crazy, but you see the talent, you're like, well, I can make it work here. So someone's going to do it, whether it's Boston or somebody else. But if you really look at how he's treated the Nets organization, it's legitimately shameful. I agree. Absolutely agree. Trey, the NFL, uh, preseason games are starting. Did the, did the most winningest team in uh, preseason history win again yesterday? They did. The Baltimore Ravens <laughs> won their did. 21st straight preseason game, <laughs> which means, wait for it, absolutely nothing. Okay? <laughs> like, I love these people that get all excited. And I always try to tell people, calm down when you're looking at preseason yeah. games. Like, a preseason game is to an NFL game 
what a tofu burger is to a Wagyu beef burger. <laughs> Technically, they're both burgers, but they could not be more different, okay? Like, I remember last year where everybody was freaking, oh, Justin Fields in Chicago, amazing. Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for the Jaguars, incredible. Zach Wilson, number two overall for the Jets, massively awesome. Trey Lance, third overall to San Francisco, dynasty, baby. And they all sucked. <laughs> okay, they all suck. Yeah, they absolutely do. Which is not to say they, which is not to say they won't be good down the road, but what you see in a preseason game ain't nothing like what you're going to see in an NFL game. So when I see people going nuts in preseason, I'm like, cool. We'll see how it translates. I've seen a lot of preseason warriors turn out to be regular season duds. So I, I take the Zen philosopher approach to preseason games. I'm like, we'll see. Is it good? I don't know. We'll see. For example, the Ravens, you mentioned, 21 straight wins. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Now, granted, they were beset by injuries, but that's part of it. The Detroit Lions in 2008 went 4-0 in preseason and then proceeded to lose every single game in the regular (laughs) season. They went 0-16. So I take zero stock in results of preseason football games. I look at individual performances and see how that may transfer into the regular season. But if you're asking me to crown somebody based on their preseason schedule, I, I'm, you might as well just go take 52 cards and throw them up in the air and pick one and hope you're right. Yeah, it, talking the preseason, yeah, probably, yeah, not a lot. But the offseason was one of the, the craziest in, in recent times in the NFL. Who were the big winners and losers of NFL offseason, trades, drafts, and who, who early – predictions everyone's going to look tom's back again but uh who are your early predictions for the nfl season well tom's back again but he's not there right now i mean he's he's basically gave him a two-week vacation for personal reasons and i don't know what those personal reasons are but it's it's a really weird scenario where tom brady uh you know basically just negotiated a situation where he's leaving the team until august 20th right in the middle of training camp and uh, you know, the beauty of it is whenever you have the hammer, you should swing it in negotiations. And clearly he had the hammer and he was able to extract this uh, for his schedule. So um, he'll be back eventually. I, look, the offseason was crazy. We had more quarterback movement than we've ever seen. Russell Wilson goes to Denver from Seattle. Uh, you have so many the Deshaun Watson thing, which is going to be yeah. ugly very soon because I don't think you'll see the field at all this year when it's all said and done. Um the winners were the, were the teams that went out and got big players. But at the end of the day, like my old friend Teddy Bruschi, who played for the Patriots for years, used to say, it's one thing to acquire good players. It's another thing to turn them into a good team. And the team part of it is really, really important. It's the only sport where every position matters. Like if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win. Like that's just yeah. a simple thing. If you don't have a quarterback, you have no chance. But if you can't block for that quarterback – or you don't have wide receivers that can catch for that quarterback, or if you don't have a defense that can stop the opposing quarterback, the success or the, uh, the ability of that quarterback to impact games is limited massively. So, look, Tyreek Hill obviously going to Miami for Tua sounds great. Tua is really bad on deep throws, which is exactly what Tyreek Hill does. So I'm going to be in a wait-and-see mode there. Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders. Uh, I really like that move because Carr and, and Devontae Adams went to college together in Fresno State, so there's a history there. that They know understand what they're doing, and they bring in Chandler Jones to pair with Max Crosby off the edge. That sounds good. We'll see how it plays out. At the end of the day, the Chiefs have won that division six straight yeah. times. 
and they're undefeated with Patrick Mahomes as their starting quarterback in road division games. They're 13-0. and So until somebody knocks off the Chiefs in a road game in the AFC West, I, I used to work in Missouri, which was called the show-me state. So you got to show me at some point that you can do these things until I'm willing to believe it. Trey, we'll leave it there, mate. Thank you for the comprehensive uh, roundup. I think that tequila and tacos really fueled a bit of uh, <laughs> information there. And it's uh, at the end of the week there, you got a bit off your chest and it was enjoyable to listen to, mate. So thank you for joining us and uh, I look forward to replicating your deeds in a few hours' time. You got it, guys. Anytime, always good to talk to my friends in Australia. Trey Wingo, one of the best there over in the US. It's great to have his company on the Mowers Club. We're off to a quick break. We've got Yeah Nah on the way. And um, Nick, just before we go to the break, we had a, we've got a late nomination here from uh, Torho Harris to maybe be involved in our intro and, you know, our, our little clips that we play during our next segment of Yeah Nah. A little bit of a lapse after half time, but otherwise must be pretty happy about that one. Yeah, no, I'm really hey. happy. <laughs> Good stuff, Toho. We're off to a quick break and, uh, yeah, we'll sum up um, the things that are annoying us slightly. 0457 736 736. Let us know yours. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It's time for... Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Righto, here we go. Yeah, nah. Have you got to uh, bring him in out there? We've got a few. 0457 736 736. If you've got a yeah, nah, let us know. We've got a few. Ready to kick us, uh, kick us off? Yep. Dave? Oh, yeah, I'll start with the, the last one I just went through. Yeah. So, yeah, nah, to just why can you never get your bedroom the same darkness as a hotel room? As <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking. Yeah, nah. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. How does it not? It just can't happen. And he said, I'm looking I'm looking forward. I'm off to Melbourne this afternoon, tonight after the Rissy's game. The hotel, like, oh, hotel room sleep. I said, yeah, it's so dark. You never get your bedroom that dark. Mm. So good. Agree. 100% agree. Uh, the state of handshakes at the moment. This is a conversation I had with someone else the other day. It's very confusing. You don't know whether to go in for the, the traditional grip or the fist bump. Yeah. And then it just turns into... How many steps out do you start to prepare? Well, now you have to come in like 10 feet away with your hand like <laughs> stretched or the or that or the, the, fist. the fist. Got the fist bump. You with me here, Gibbo? Oh, yeah. It's, it's such a weird common ground, isn't it? Do you go in for the handshake? I remember I got done pretty badly. I was... There's a guy who fixes boards down the suburb I live, so I took my board there. And so I went in, oh, g'day, mate, Nathan, nice to meet you, because he's a local guy. Oh, oh, he shriveled up and he said, oh, no, no handshaking. But then when I paid him cash, he was all more than happy to take it off me. So I was like, what's the double standard here, mate? Shake my hand and take the cash. Yeah, yeah nah. Yesterday, was in an airport looking for a phone charger because I didn't have one. Russ Barwick. <laughs> no, Russ. Brisbane Airport, Russell Barwick, if you're listening, you got an opportune time can, to can get we your, take the commission for that. Your phone banks up there, but phone charge speeds. So I found one in the end, but what I left mean? I left it in for like half an hour. You bought one? No, no, I found one. What do you mean you found one? Someone just left it in the wall. Yeah, 
Kidding. Yeah, no. It was probably faulty. Yeah, no. Just yeah. taking all your uh, No, look the new one. Sonia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Download it all. See you later. Bank accounts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. They're like, oh, look at half all these. An hour look, at all these <laughs> look at all these football leagues here. <laughs> I don't want this data. 150 football <laughs> leagues. Uh, took half an hour to gain 9%. Ooh, what's the... So that's a dodgy cord, mate. That is a dodgy cord. That is one of the bodgies that you get from the server. What's the go-to? What's your, what's your top oh, notch? Apple Store. Oh, yeah, Signet. no, yeah. Straight I know up that. brand new Signet. Signet Power, yeah, baby. Signet's obviously Signet my favourite. Have uh, we got those yet? <laughs> Nine months ago, we got, <laughs> got those. From the boss. The oh, do you, want a, do you have an text, iPhone? Yes. The group text went off. <laughs> yes. Of SEN talent. It was good as well because you got to see who the Apple people were in the Android yeah, people. And then, you, and then you just deleted the Android <laughs> people straight out. You don't need those green messages coming out of your <laughs> iPhone. But, uh, yeah, so that would be a bodgy cord, Adam. Yeah, Usually. but still, I, I'm but what's of the, the opinion. And, and a bit like ha- batteries percentage as well. Per, per, percentage per in, oh, in half, half an, an hour, hour. In half an hour. 75%. Anyone out there that's uh, an Apple employee or has been an Apple employee, what? Is does it need to be boosted by in that half an hour period? In half an hour, what should it get? What should what percentage up? I'm saying, given the technological advances in the world in the last ten years, you should be able to plug in your phone and it be charged in five minutes. Absolutely, five minutes. Not to one hundred. No, let's. Why? Why stop at mediocrity? Let's go ten seconds. We're flying to the moon. <laughs> Yeah, SpaceX is around. Elon 60 Musk. years ago. Was this the original, yeah, no? Or have we just morphed it into a morphed massive one? Morphed it into one, but, but hit it anyway, Gibbo. <laughs> yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, Why no. Why does it take so long? Why does well, it take so long? I think Adam's rocking an iPhone 5S over there. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that probably that has doesn't help. to do with it. Because I got a, a newer phone recently, and it, it charges a lot quicker. So maybe bodgy cord out. Bodgy phone. Maybe out. it was maybe it was good cord bodgy phone. Yeah, yeah well, no. so yeah, nah. Uh, okay. Hmm? Certain words or phrases make their way into sports commentary, and there's one that <laughs> I am this that's oh, stop. I forgot it. <laughs> I forgot my main one. Okay. To the ground announcer at Shark Park <laughs> last week that obviously listens to the Saturday morning mowers for playing Sweet Caroline <laughs> at half time. Yeah, nah. If you weren't listening last week, Nick Davis had a big crack at the fact that Sweet Caroline is overused. Had, it's overused. Overused it's... at sporting events. And of course, he sits down to enjoy his halftime shark is three fun. pies and chips at halftime, <laughs> and one point two five liter bottle of coke. <laughs> and he sits down to enjoy that, and all he hears out of the blaring sound system at Shark Park was Neil Diamond. I recorded it and sent it straight <laughs> yes. to you. I went, "How about this?" And I said, "That's karma, buddy." There it was. That was my other one I was thinking about. But anyway, <laughs> the word that has. Most predominantly snuck into, and if you've got one, 0457736736, it's in the AFL commentary vernacular, big word, mm. tank. This player oh, tank. has got a massive tank. Oh, massive tank. As in not tank as in like no. not trying. No. As run. in oh, he man. can run. Oh, he's got a massive tank. Tanks can't run go It very doesn't? <laughs> like as in a gas tank. Oh, man, he's got a massive tank. He doesn't, mate. <laughs> Anatomy of humans. There's no tank in there. Yeah, no. Nah. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. A massive tank. 
Tommy Lee's got a massive tank. <laughs> that he does. That he does. Oh, wow. Around the socials. Uh, yeah, we, family hour. So maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. Anyway. Um, Everyone's going, what, is well, he, what is Adam talking about? Dundee, <laughs> Dundee United. They're what, a club what in league Scotland. They, what <laughs> no, league do they play in? They were trying to qualify for the Europa, uh, Europa Conference League, which is the third tier European competition, and against the Dutch side called RZ Alkmaar. I can say that. So first leg, mm-hmm. they won 1-0. It's two legs, home and away. First leg at home, they won 1-0. So they put out a tweet, bag yourself a commemorative limited edition canvas of the starting 11 from our iconic victory over RZ Alkmaar at home. Pre-orders yours now. Hashtag united in pursuit. But the job is half done. You know what happened in the second leg? It's like... You Frame in your scorecard at nine after you've had three under. You wonder what happened in the what second happened? week? I got beat seven nil. <laughs> yeah, nah. That's early crow. That there was massive. <laughs> there was no limited edition print of the of second league team. <laughs> I feel a bit for him as well. There's two Australians playing. Mark Pirigidi had to pick the ball out of his own net seven times. Oh man! Uh, and uh, one final one for me. Have you got another one? Yeah, no, I've got a couple more. One last one for me to the woman. Oh, this is the best. Who tried yesterday at the airport in the security line. And I don't know how she got to the front of the line, just about to walk through the scanner. And in her little baby pouch in front of her was not a human, but a small dog. And she was ready to put the dog out of the pouch into a Louis Vuitton carry bag and put it through the scanner no. where you put your bags. Oh, well, and she's taking the dog on a flight. We spoke about this a month ago. They, they're allowed now? Are they? They shouldn't the, be. That shouldn't be. But the, she tried to put it through security, <laughs> through the actual conveyor belt. You're like, am I angry at this? Or yes. I, was... <laughs> I didn't know what to be. And she looked confused when she was told, oh, no, you can't do that. What do you mean? <laughs> The dog has separation anxiety. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Dragonfly on the text. Overused words, surreal. Yes. Absolutely. Everything can't be surreal. That kind of defeats the purpose of the word. If everything was surreal, well... What are we we doing? What's real? What's real? Dragonfly, thanks for that. 0457 736 736. Mine is tank. Mm. Tank. Too much. I've got two to go. Mm-hmm. We've spoken about this on Yeah Nah, people when the uh, the seatbelt sign goes, doing, and they just stand up to get off the plane. Yeah. Just sit down. You yeah. can't go anywhere. Relax. Then it, they double down and they stand about an inch and a half from the baggage carousel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just hoping that, or if my bag goes through and then goes back out that flap, I don't know when it's going to come back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, nah. No, just yeah, nah, yeah, stand nah. back. Chill out. <laughs> Stand back. And people who do it after a 24-hour flight oh. as well. Like you said in a plane for 24 hours. What's another five seconds? Anyway. They're waiting for a phone charger. <laughs> yeah, good point. So stand back from the carousel. My last one is, the we spoke about charger and what it should be. The sausage to bread ratio <laughs> of a sausage sandwich. Mm. I saw at a local game on the weekend mm. two pieces of bread. To one sausage. Yeah, that's no, one to one. It's one to one. One to one. If they give you two pieces of bread, you should just stand there until they put that second. Or use yeah, one and, of the but other you can ones have as a frisbee. Or <laughs> use it as a frisbee. If you go the two bits of bread, then you can have two 
and sandwich it with two sausages mm. or go one for one. Mm. But you can't have two pieces of bread no. and one sausage. No, it's outrageous. I agree. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Russ Bray uh, from the World Darts Tour, the PDC Darts Tour. Joining us shortly, he's the voice, he's the referee, he's the man that gets things going with his uh, magnificent vocal cords. That in a moment, the text line's uh, just exploding this morning. And we've got our sweep coming up and we'll draw that uh, after 11. Or no, we'll we'll tell you to hit the go button soon about to be involved in the sweep and we'll remind you what exactly it's about as well. But some text here, Nick, on the the text line. We have... uh... Dave, Mick Ennis's favourite word is majestical. <laughs> Does my head in? We're talking about words that we a that dragonfly brought up. Surreal. Mine yep. is tank, and there's one here. Hi boys, can we ask Nick why AFL players have tanks, but NRL front rowers have motors? Yeah, good point. Well, I don't think either. Neither have either. <laughs> neither have neither. Exactly. Neither have either. Either have neither. Yes. Uh, I'm big on this. Daniel from Adelaide, who's a long-time listener. The word star is overused by commentators in all sports. But AFL, not everyone is a star. I reckon I know who he's talking about because there's one commentator in particular that says this, Daniel. Can you text back in and tell me who it is? Okay. See if you're on the same Because I reckon if we're on the same, I reckon he might have played for Western Bulldogs. And and just on your... uh, Sausage. Sausage to bread ratio. Sausage to bread ratio. One to one. Yep. Or... Oh, you're gonna, no, you can read it. Uh, Mark, Nick, just on the sausage on bread, yes. what if for some reason you have one left from the night before? One sausage. Before you can get wait, – wait a minute. From the night before, can't you slice a sausage in half long ways, especially if the bread is thin? No, still remains one bread to one – I think he's saying one sausage, slice it, yeah, halve it. Uh, oh, so it flattens out, and, it then, flattens and out. then go two bits of bread. Yeah. No, it's still one sausage. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You could do that twice. Mm. Oh, I agree. Hundred percent agree. So Keep yeah. coming in. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Your your Yenars. I'm Yenar and Gibbo for not hitting Yenar at the end. He just <laughs> He just took off to the he break. Just went to a break. He's bailed. Well he's trying to line up Russ Bray, so hopefully he's coming up, Russ. So um, Oh, another yeah. Yenar. What? I saw it. Same sort of business. Mm-hmm. This time when because you're at the canteen at the junior sport. Mm-hmm. And they go, and you, you're in a bit of a lineup, and they go, oh, sausage on bread. And you go, yeah. And then you put your bread down waiting for the sausage, and then the lady put sauce on it first. Oh, no, 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 no. Sauce goes on top of sausage. Correct. I'm also not a fan of the pre buttered bread. The, uh, yeah. What if you don't want butter? What a shocking no, sure. there. Anyway, hey, uh, what we're going to do now is cross up oh. to Townsville, Isn't and uh, that's where the PDC. Well, Darts Tour has lobbed this week, and next weekend they're in Wollongong. They come down to Australia when our borders are open, and it's a big welcome back to this man. It's great to have him back on Australian terra firma, doing his thing on stage, rattling the senses of everyone when someone hits a 180. Russ Bray, the referee, the voice of darts as well. Mate, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm really good, thank you. Yes, yeah. Russ. It's great to hear your dulcet tones, mate. Mate, firstly, lovely to be back. Lovely to be back. Been too long. Three years. Too long. It has. Yeah, we, we'd love to have your company down here. And um, Gowie's up there sorting out your golf. And uh, Matt, he's a good the... boy. I played with him yesterday. He's a good lad. How'd you go? <laughs> 
Um, well, I hired some clubs, so I'm not too clever. I'm <laughs> yeah. but I had a great day out. That's, that's <laughs> the smart thing to say. <laughs> exactly. I got my money's worth. I did. I did. Hey, mate, what, um, what, what's it been like the, the last three years? Because obviously darts gets around and it, and it is a very social sport. And if there's one sport that's going to be affected by social distancing, it's probably darts with the, getting the people in the, the crowd and getting yeah. them going and everything. How's it been for the World Darts Tour? Well, to be honest, the PDC have been absolutely amazing because we ended up having all the major tournaments still on during lockdown with no crowd. So mm. we was in venues, hotel room at the venue, so we was obviously stuck in the room for 24 hours sort of thing until, you, you know, you was tested and all the rest of it, down to the venue, and then we done the tournaments exactly as they would have been with a crowd in. Cracky little background, and what they done was they put the noise of the crowd in for the TV and in the actual um, uh, venue that we was at. And, uh, yeah, it would, obviously it's different because you haven't actually got a crowd, but um, the actual tournaments going on were, were amazing. Uh, and it was a brilliant concept by the PDC to go and do that through and through, you know. Uh, I want to I get straight to it, Russ. The, yeah. the first time you busted out the 180, <laughs> was it at this top level or did it, did it evolve and you gave it a little bit of volume and a little bit of twang at the end and you got the crowd response? You went, ooh, this could be something here. Right, well, it actually evolved really because I was, um, I was calling for the county beforehand, a couple of years beforehand, before um, the PDC asked me if I was interested in being a reserve referee in the first instance. This was back in 96. And I turned around and said, well, yeah, I will do, because you had a split with the BDO and the PDC. And if you had anything to do with the PDC at that given time, you were banned from darts altogether. Well, I'm not really a political person in any way, shape or form. Uh, and even more so in a sport that I'm paying to, you know, to do myself. So I, uh, I said, yeah, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to go as a reserve referee with the PDC. So I went to Blackpool. Um, walked up the stage, Tommy Cox, bless him, who's one of the founders, who's sadly passed now, um, he turned around and said, we're not having a reserve referee, we're having three referees. So I then become a referee with the other two absolute iconic referees, Bruce Fenley and Freddie Williams. Um, so I've, I was the third one. Well, Bruce and Freddie always used to wear um, a jacket and trousers. So I thought, oh, I'm going to be different here, I'll wear a suit. So I put a suit on. Then they decided to wear suits, so I wore a jacket and trousers. And then I wore a shirt that didn't need a tie. So I, I, I just tried to be different all the way. They had their own unique 180s themselves, and I had to have one myself. Well, mine was, you know, I, my voice was different than theirs anyway. Uh, mine's just evolved over the years. It's just got louder, longer, <laughs> and more gruffer, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. You don't realise you're doing it yourself. It's not until you see on uh, on the internet, you know, uh, Russ Bray's change of voices, you know, from... 20 years ago to now, and it really is still a bit squeaky in the, in the early days, but uh, we've roughened it up a bit as I got older. But it, it, that dead set sounds like to, to get a voice like that, you've had to sink, I don't know, a bottle of scotch a night and about 13 cigars every night, but it, it's not the case. You're a clean living guy these days, aren't you? you, oh, yeah, you it's my, just a natural I voice. Am. I am. I, 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 to be fair, I smoke, but I mean, jeepers, I, I started smoking when I was 10 as a kid. It was a normal thing back in the day. Um, you know, all of us started as youngsters, and I packed up when I was 53, so I smoked for about 43 years, and uh, I've packed up 12 years now, my voice hasn't changed at all, it's made no difference in my voice whatsoever, so, uh, and I feel, you know, obviously I feel 100% better in, in not smoking, but, uh, yeah, it's, 
Yeah, it's, it's, I'm clean living. I, I do like a drop of scotch, but very rarely. It's, it's got to be a nice one as well, but if you're buying, of course. Yeah. Um, but very, very, very rarely do I. Very rarely do I have a drink like that. What about? I love. Yeah. I, I, I love the 180, obviously, but then I love the. 94. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a disdain for... But it ain't been quite as yeah. good yet. Because <laughs> not that old mate doesn't know that he's just thrown three shock and darts at 94. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest. I, I try not to do that. If I can help it. You know, someone's gone up there, they've gone 5-1-20. Oh, no. 26. <laughs> you know, I try and make it a little bit more interesting. You know, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a, not a clever a score, but it's, uh, um, you know, you just try to make it a bit more interesting. Were you always <laughs> run, were, you, were you always this good at math? Because if I was doing that job, this game of darts would go for about eight hours. It's going to be like 12 <laughs> plus eight plus, or, or believe 30, you, believe 37, you 39, <laughs> or 30 something. Believe you me, I've made some cock up there. I mean, we, you know, you all go through that, through that. But in the main, you know, a lot of it's repetitive, to be fair. 60, 20, 20 is 100. You know, you naturally know that by visually looking at it. You know, so a lot of it's memory. Um, it's when they go for a shot that they're going for and they miss what they're going for. That make, That's when you have to yeah, work it out. Yeah. But uh, I always enjoyed maths at school. I'm not a natural mathematician in that sense. No one like people like George Noble or Kurt Bevins. These boys are, are absolutely plumb on it. Um, me, I've always had to work at it because it's not for me natural. But uh, I just, lo- I just love the game. I love the, you know, I, I'm as enthusiastic now as I was when I was, you know, when I first started. So it's uh, mine's more enthusiasm, I think, than uh, the natural ability. So when they're standing up with that third dart, you don't even need to look at where they're looking. You, you've got a fair idea where they're going to try and throw the dart yep. on the board? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you take something like uh, a, a simple score, 62, now the majority, not all, the majority of players will go for treble 10, double 16. That, that, would, be the, that would be the normal way, yeah? Or a single 10, single 20, double 16, or single 10, 12, double 12, whatever way they want to go. But someone like James Wade, he will go for treble 14 because he likes tops and 10s. So 62, treble 14 is 42, he'll go for double 10. So you, you, you get to know the player. You get to know where they're going and, and what, what different outways they go. And, uh, and it is quite different on quite a few players, actually. They don't all go the normal route. We've just had Commonwealth Games, and on our run sheet, you're a, an excellent high jumper. as, a, as a, Two metres ten. That's very, yeah, very yeah, impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But, Russ, if there's some shocking sports that are in Commonwealth Games and Olympics... That could be taken out. Surely darts can find its way to be and a Commonwealth, Commonwealth Games or Olympic sport. Yeah, surely. Um, yeah, well, you've got lawn three, bowls. You've got if, you, you, if you're going lawn bowls and darts, surely. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I know where you're coming from, um, but it, the, I would turn and say the biggest problem with darts is you still got it as a drink related. <laughs> You know, and it is, as much as you try and take it out, it's been took out massively, massively. I mean, you know, it's water all the time and all the such like. Um, but it's still got that little tag to it. And once that's gone, then maybe you can. But Barry Hearn always turned around and said, gold medals don't put dinners on tables. You know, it'd, it'd rather be, they'd rather be playing for £500,000 than a gold medal. And, and I can see the concept of that as well. You know, you've got young men there in their 20s that are millionaires playing, playing 
starts, you know. Mm. And uh, I, I, I can more than go with that. But yeah, you, you, you could certainly you could certainly have it as an Olympic sport, but I personally don't think it will be. Um, not in my lifetime, anyway. Well, the good thing about this week in Townsville is that you've gone to somewhere where they're barely drinking the crowd, I, I dare say. like the, <laughs> Not known to like a, a bit of syrup up there in North <laughs> Queensland. How was, the, how was the crew in for the uh, for the night last night up there, Russ? It's, it's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. But it's a bit quiet, to be fair. It's oh, really? a little bit quiet. I mean, it might liven up a little bit more when we get down into uh, Wollongong next week. Um, but, yeah, it's been, it's been fairly quiet, you know. It's, I'm s- uh, I was here three three years ago um, in Townsville when we had um, exhibition that with Phil Taylor and, and Dimitri Van der Burr and all the such like. And um, it, I don't know, they, they, these seem more like dark connoisseurs as opposed to oh, getting okay. there, get ready and, get, you know, get on the sauce sort of thing. So... Uh, no, but I, I, I tend to like that anyway because there's a lot of respect for all the players. I'm I'm surprised at that because like I've I've been to a couple of establishments in Townsville on a Friday and Saturday night and it's like walking into the Cantina Bar in Star Wars. It's a it's a remarkable uh, sight. So everyone's having a great time. So anyway, it might it might turn out this uh, that way tonight, Russ. But um, mate, well, really... I, I I certainly hope so. I, I'm sure. Well, no, I'm sure it will do. I mean, we'll have a good crowd in tonight, and yeah. uh, hopefully there'll be a lot more live now. Mate, look forward to hearing your dulcet tones again tonight. It's on Fox Sports and KO. And, uh, Can you Russ... give us one on the way out, Russ? Can you give us a 180? <laughs> I can do, but I'm in the hotel room, so I'm going to wake everybody up. Yes. Let's go, Brett, yeah? Do you it. Ready? Go. One <laughs> You beauty. <laughs> Thank you, Russ. Russ Bray. Cheers, boys. You're a legend. Thanks a lot, lads. Thanks Have for joining us. Thank you. Uh, Russ Bray on the Mowers Club. How good was that? He just... Sounded like a big Toro just <laughs> ripping into <laughs> action. You've got to give it this that little bit more primer. Off to a quick break. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Oh, Russ Bray is going to be hard to top for a quality of guest for the rest oh. of uh, the time of whenever we're doing the Good Mowers Club. Good luck, Lord, for. if you're listening for the last hour. <laughs> Good luck. Hey, there's a text on the text line talking about the, the question of darts in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, Archery's in the Olympics. Archery? Why not darts? Shooting's in the Olympics. Why not darts? Yeah. That's a. Is that our slogan for when's the next Olympics? Why it's not, not far away. darts? Yeah, why not Brizzy? Darts? Can we bring it in in Brizzy? How good would that well, be? Mildura. Oh, sorry. I think regional is, is, Victoria. What is the Olympics? Commonwealth Games. Mid, is it... Commonwealth Games. But Brizzy, yeah, it could be oh. up in Brizzy. But you'd you think if there was going to be anywhere, the Birmingham Commonwealth Games oh, would have been, have been perfect for the darts. The but trick. Why not darts? Why not darts? Why that could, not that darts? could be our T-shirt for mm. why not darts. Uh, Daniel from Adelaide. Yep, I'm absolutely thinking of the same commentator as you are. Not going to name him? <laughs> no. Nah. Oh, what about okay. that one below that, Nick? First lunch date today. Advice. Oh, Mr. Man. Hold that. <laughs> Let's have <laughs> a think. That's a whole uh, 11.30. Or, or 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 <laughs> have a think about... Rooster Man's going on his first lunch date. He won't get there before 12, so we're going to have a chat about it later in the thing. One sausage per piece of bread, Rooster Man. <laughs> Hopefully you go and do something better than a sausage sizzle. Is that a metaphor? Uh, 0457 736 736. Text now. The sweep. Sweep. Is open. Name and sweep. Name and say you want to be in the sweep. That's all.
First 18 gets a place in the uh, sweep. Just for once, the Brett. earliest goal scorer of all the games in La Liga, the Spanish <laughs> Football League, this weekend. We're back with plenty more. Go for it. 0457736736. Sweep and name. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. How The text line is just blown up. Have we got enough for the sweep yet? A couple to go. couple to go. Jaden, you can't win again. No, Jaden has texted in. He won last week with the miracle Born, of Bournemouth. <laughs> Bournemouth have scored in, in the second minute, minute. honestly. You, anyway. could have, you could have had 100 to 1 that they'd score in the first three weeks. A couple more, 0457 736 736. He just text in your three. name, sweep. Oh, <laughs> Mort sweep. from Mort Kembler. Sweep. The other one I want to get to, Matt, earlier. Boys, Trey Wingo. Mm. Yes, former yes, former ESPN legend just gave the best analysis of live versus PGA I have heard. More people need to know about this show, Matt. I agree. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Tell your friends. But listen to the podcast if you missed what Trey Wingo had to say yeah. about that. Kevin Durant and a little look at the uh, the preseason form in NFL. It was uh, really good listening. And Trey had about three or four tequilas before he came on. So he was really wound up. Was, you really listen hard. Was, <laughs> I think he goes across that bit. Anyway. Anyway. Hey, this week, obviously, um, yep. horrible news about Paul Green, which yep. broke on Wednesday, was it? Thursday? I'm not sure. All, all blends into one. But, I mean, you look at it, Nick, and something like this happens five, ten years ago and the, the obituaries happen, um, the reporting of a, a horrible circumstance happens. It's fair enough. But the conversation now as opposed to five, ten years ago is in a much better place out of something as tragic and as horrible as this, i.e. Peter Overton on Channel 9 the other night doing a – it's almost like an editorial mm. to say, talk, talk to people. Here's who you can talk to if you don't have anyone to talk to, but just try and talk. Now, we're not going to delve into it too much because mm. obviously everyone has their own way of, of dealing with things. I can say from personal experience this week, my mate's school friend's WhatsApp group, we're like, oh, let's organize a Zoom catch up and just mm. you know have a few drinks over Zoom. It's too hard to get together. We're all over Australia. But things like that wouldn't have happened if moments like the, the week and trying to comprehend it. Yeah. Didn't, but it, it, it does swing it back to fulfillment, especially in the professional sporting sphere. We'll just focus on that little element of life right now. Yeah. And what happens when the tap gets turned off, i.e. Paul Green not coaching. It sounded like he was going to get back into coaching with Wayne Bennett. Also, when players, I mean, I don't know how you were in a mental space yep. after Nick, you're no longer playing professional sport. Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it, it's quite hard and, and people do deal with it in different ways and different times. And, and people talk about, oh, geez, what am I going to do when, when footy finishes? Some people really enjoy it. And some people, and I think I said on the show a couple of months ago that my last year of, of AFL, I hate, I just hated it. Hmm. I couldn't, I, I'd, I'd had enough. Um, my personality I want to go way back deep, like through high school. I was sort of diagnosed with social anxiety. I, I couldn't go to school. Um, I couldn't sit in a classroom for more than half an hour. I'd just bail to sick bay, And then mm. once they worked out that that was my go-to, I had to try and work it out. Um, so for me, having 
social anxiety from a, a teenager and building up a personality that is that if you knew me as a primary school kid was not me at all mm. so people would to try and mask my anxiety of being in these situations people go well how can you go on radio and how can you go and play in front of 100,000 people at the MCG that's it's it's a learnt skill that I that I sort of had to learn and then mm. by the time I'd again played professional sport been in these situations it wasn't the game that was that would run me down. It was just having to constantly put on an act through the day and then get home and go, that was so hard. Yeah. yeah. And then try and work out who along the line to talk to. And I think that's where people find and where I found it the, the, the hardest was just talking to someone and, and sometimes I just needed, so everyone will ask, how are you? And I can always say, yeah, I'm all right. Everyone said, yeah, how I, are you? I just Good. needed sometimes that if someone had asked me one more time, mm. then it would have, I, I would have come crashing down to you them. You would have cracked, yeah. Um, so you can always get through and like I said. The, but Australian males don't have a great reputation Not of at all. opening up. Not at all. And and. Look, you don't sort of know how far to to delve back, and if you take Paul Green's instant, like, like my mental health goes back to like I said, year seven, year eight. Like yeah. I couldn't go to school, I couldn't sit in a classroom. I'd, in the end, like the school were really good. Though. Like I used to work at the canteen to try and, yeah, like get to school. But work in the canteen before school, but I'd work in the canteen. The school bell would go, and I'd just walk straight out the gate. Mm. I just couldn't, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, and then. That's where that match was sort of where my mental health battle sort of started. And then I said, going through your, your sporting career, you get different bits. And I said, at the end of my footy career, I was a bit different. I would, I had just, I was like, thank God. Yeah. But then, uh, okay. God. So you, you found a way to find an identity, if you like, yeah. through playing footy and, you know, yeah. social environment that yeah. it was and felt comfortable there most of the time. But when that ends, yeah. was it like... Okay, I'm through the other side now and it's easy no. or did you revert no, back to what you were in primary reverted, school? Yeah, yeah, I reverted back to that. Um, so how would you get through that? Because I had the the safety of such a routine at a football club. Yeah. Um, as much as it, I'd, I'd had enough of it, but that the security there of, of that um, was hard. I was probably lucky that Jordan was born in December the, the, of that year, so I would just straight into parenthood into parenthood so that um that really not distracted me but that's sort of where my focus went to yeah, but then focus, yeah. look more things have have happened during life that haven't been great um and i've just been really lucky to i've never had a massive friendship network mm. i just haven't been able to mentally commit to that and I've always sort of been pretty, pretty tight with my, my close friendship group. And then, and it was, it was Tristan and it was Sowie were the two that I'd about 12 months ago broke, like I just broke down to them mm. and it, it just. Well, went, at least you had someone to. Yeah. And it was the best thing. I, it was to, like yeah. the best thing I ever did. And, and they didn't have to do much except say, mate, you'll be okay. And, mm. and, and. And we'll look after you. And then, 
Um, yeah, it, it's been it, – it's – people don't put enough – well, look, I've put effort into it um, and I need to – and I constantly have to because of childhood stuff, but people will go and spend a lot of money on gym membership. People will spend a lot of money on cosmetics to look good on the outside, but you've got to look after yourself. It's you, you've got to put time, you've got to put effort into it. You've got to find whatever it is to just make yourself like give some time to your inner self. I find the noticing a lot of things, and obviously haven't been through anything like you have. But if you're confused or a few things rattling around in your head, and it happens, like it happens to everyone, and I, I tell this to my kids, let it out. Like, yeah. and I don't care what it is and I don't care if it's a crack at, you know, me for what I'm doing as a, as a father or whatever like that, but just let it, cause if everything is held within and you're not communicating and we're all guilty of it, you, you lapse back into it, that it becomes way harder than it needs to be. And people listening might not want to hear it, but if you've got those and you obviously with the Lord and also Sowie, if they've got the right appreciation to just sit there and listen you letting it out. They don't need to say anything back necessarily. They just need no. to listen to it. And yeah. once it's out, it's out. Yeah. It's just the weirdest thing of yeah. how the, the mind works. Yeah. You just feel so much better. And like Tristan and Sowie, they didn't, like I said, they didn't have to say anything. They just had to be there while you just, you said, just let it out. And then you can start to, once you hear yourself say it, then you can start to formulate a plan forward to, Definitely. to work things out. And, um, yeah, so for anyone out there to that just find someone to no, no one's going to judge you about things. Um, like I always sort of had this, I, I built up a a personality that I enjoy hmm. being now the person. That, but it can be quite at the end of the day. Sometimes I'm like, damn, that was hard. Like if I if I have a build up of anxiety from, from yeah. stuff. Is that why he went to Northies occasionally? Yeah. <laughs> Just for the blowout? Well, it was. And, and it was. It, it was. And sometimes my acting out and, and not getting in an ice bath, Horn Francis style, was because I wanted, I needed attention. Yeah, yeah. Because I knew that things were starting to build up and I would just act out. A footy club's equipped to deal with this kind of thing? They, absolutely now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think when I oh, look, I started in '99 at Collingwood. Like at Collingwood, I had a I had a bad day at training. A couple of the boys give it to me. I got in my car and I drove to Sydney. I just left because I couldn't handle it. Yeah. And and I needed to be better. I needed to be able to go. Yeah, I can talk to people. I said I've, I've always had a real like my trust in people is not great from. From an early day, from an early age, and I find it hard to to trust people a lot. And, and when I first got to Collingwood, it was the same thing. And I, I drove out, I drove to Sydney, ten hours straight. I just yeah. And I walked through the back door, and Mum, she said to me, she goes, "I knew you'd be back, but I didn't think it'd be this quick." Mm. Like she knew that uh, that this would happen at some stage, especially in a place like Melbourne, playing for a club like Collingwood. Yeah, like, but it was just yeah, it was just at training, and yeah, I was a young kid, and then. I was again trying to build up the personality, and it rubbed a couple of guys up the wrong way, and they give it to me, and it was probably fair enough. But I didn't, I wasn't emotionally look. And if the best thing I did was 
drive back to Sydney. I, I could have gone, look, I've never, I can honestly say I've never thought about any of that other self-harm stuff, but I just got in the car and drove home. Yeah. Not around the corner. I drove 10 hours and just got home. Mm. Fair enough too. Well, mate, thank you for sharing that. That's all right. And, um, yeah, it was interesting listen and obviously – if any of that helped or you could appreciate it or, yeah, the only bit of advice I can so far remove from anything prescribed in terms of um, an expert in any of those things. But, yeah, you've got – if you don't have someone to talk to that's close to you, you don't feel comfortable bringing it up, Lifeline, one three one 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 four beyond blue one three hundred two two four six three six headspace one eight hundred six five zero eight nine zero. There's all these places out there to – try and help so um yeah get involved with that uh we're gonna catch up and you mentioned tristan merlihan right there we're gonna catch up with tristan merlihan from topsport.com.au right after the break on the mowers club here we go mowers club nearly got you i nearly got him to say all the spanish football names and that would have been entertaining radio it's sweet time everyone so last week we did a sweep for the earliest goal scorer in premier league in the premier league weekend and the second minute and we nearly had one miss out the uh, the draw, so we found that. Oh, Mark wouldn't have done that. No, absolutely he wouldn't have. 100% he would have. Bournemouth. So, Bournemouth. AFC Bournemouth scored in the second, second minute, minute against Aston Villa. So this week we're going to Spanish football, and it's a sweep. We've got 18 names in, 200 to the winner, and the winner will be assigned uh, – everyone will be assigned a team – and the winner will be the team that scores the earliest goal in all the matches to come this weekend in La Liga. Not the first goal. So if your team plays yep. at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Like Celta Vigo get... playing Espanol yeah. in the first game. Yeah. It's yep. not a handicap system. No. no it's the no. first goal. So Bournemouth scored in the second minute. So they won. They won. So that's okay. what we're doing again. And Nick, you've got the first name. I have Nathan. Nathan O'Regan. Nathan has got... Oh, this... <laughs> Pokey little club from the south of Spain or southeast of Spain called Barcelona. So, okay. luck. Uh, Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Yes. Well done, mate. Rocky. It's good radio, this. Rocky. Never ceases to amaze. Girona. Ma, 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 ma. Oh, I love that from you. What's uh, his name? Rocky. 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 David G from Liverpool. David G. Good luck. Rayo Vallecano. Matt. David G. This is great. It's great radio. It's music People... maybe as well. Oh, Matt. yeah. And I think Matt has we got... Had the, we had the match of the day music. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gibbo saves himself. Yes. Atletico Bilbao oh, for Matt. Matt. Uh, the best country. Nick from Mon- Wollongong. Nick from Wollongong. Valencia. Valencia is a very good club. Well done. Uh, oh, and then it... Where then... is Valencia? I haven't written them down. Yes, I have. He's taking on Girona. Uh, so who was that? Who was that from Wollongong? For Valencia? Uh, it, that was Nick from Wollongong. Nick from Wollongong. Jaden, you can't win. So this is Jennifer from Lake Macquarie. Vaya Dalid. Good luck. On your Jen. Junior Smithy. Junior Smithy. Cadiz. And Cadiz, maybe, as well. Um, so that is where a Bill is playing as well right now. So the uh, soccer room. The so Ashman. The Ashman. Elche. Rooster Man, hopefully he wins so he can oh, could spend do the, 200 and do the have, double get the double. He's got the promoted Al Maria Rooster Man, and hopefully your luck is better on the first date because Rooster Man, Al Maria are playing Real Madrid first up. So well, good luck. Bournemouth got it done last <laughs> yeah, week. True. Daniel. Getafe. Kano. 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 Real Madrid. Kano. Murph. Murph from In Coldstream. Villarreal. Murph. Brett. 
Sweet Brett. Salta Vigo. Salta Vigo. I could have said that. Dean. Dino. Mallorca. Good place, Mallorca. Have you ever been? No. Oh, Mort. Okay. Mort. Mort. Mort from. Mort Kembler. <laughs> Mort Kembler. Rail Sociedad. How many have we got left? Uh, Three. Alan three. from St. Andrews. Big Al Espanol. You're nice, first up tonight. Nice golf track there. Al. <laughs> yep. And uh, one more. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel from Adelaide. Gets Rail Batiz. So there you go. Daniel from Adelaide. That is our sweep. So we've got 18 teams, nine games to come in La Liga, 200 up for topsport.com.au. So that's the sweep. Needed the match of the day music all the way through, but next week we'll. (laughs) Well, next week, guys, (laughs) it'll be a completely different setup in here. There's two more, but that game was already tonight. So, yeah, that was the 18. How early did they score? Uh, I'll have him. The first game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're allowed on the uh, thing. So, guys, roost the man. Uh, Gibbo, this is yeah, where you're going to come okay. into your own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've more recently been on a first date than us two in the yep. room right here. So roost the man, he's got the first lunch date, and it's a lunch date. Yeah, So okay. he's just easing himself in, obviously. He's on his way. He's texted him before. He wants some tips. What can he expect? What can he maybe, you know, encounter in this yep. lunch date? What What – Attitude should he go in with? Well, lunch, lunch date's a different one because usually that means, well, it can mean two things. If it's a lunch date, then you're either going for Sunday, uh, Saturday sips earlier, so you'll be at the pub by two or three. Yep. Then you can swing yourself into the afternoon and anything's going to happen. Yeah. But Saturday lunch seems to me more a bit of a quick bite to eat. I know there's plenty of cafes up in Hornsby where Rooster Man's from. Okay. So it'll be an early lunch, but you're just going to have to get your conversation on point. So what I would do, I would look her up on Facebook, on Instagram, try and find bit some research. dirt. Do a bit dirt. of research. Dirt. Can we say <laughs> research and not dirt? Sorry, sorry. Yes, a bit of research. That- uh, find out what she's into. <laughs> find out what she's into, what she likes. You need to be prepared. You need to be prepared. Forewarned is forearmed. Imagine if he sits down and he's the first and, thing and, he and says. You just, and you just blurb out something that she... That yes. You, and... Well, and, and and she would go, he stalked my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, maybe not. Maybe not do that. Maybe not oh. slipping into the conversation, how was Europe in 2016, <laughs> stuff like that. Let's not let's not go into that sort of thing. But, you know, maybe oh, you can. I love that top you were wearing. Yeah. I... <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> so, you I know... saw on your Facebook you checked into this nightclub in 2014. How was it? I reckon I was there that night. So, Roosterman, <laughs> if you are still listening, I'm sure you've got one AirPod in to uh, the Saturday Morning Mowers uh... Club. I would just be trying to find maybe some of the people she follows on Instagram, like, you know, some celebrities. Bring up – but also in your chat, don't be divisive. Don't bring up big issues that – Don't say make a, America great again. Stuff like that. You've got to stay on the periphery, do you not? And, you and look, I think Rooster Man, I, I think you may have texted him before that you've had some trouble in the dating area. So I'm thinking, you know, you've just got to go in – Open mind. Don't be too uh, pushy with what you want to talk about or your beliefs. Sort of put them in the in the back seat for today, and then wait to your second, third, or fourth if you get that far. Totally agree, Gibbo. Because best you know, best bit of advice I reckon I ever received is you can't learn anything by talking. Exactly right. You got to listen. You got one mouth and two ears for a reason. Listening you, you, is more important than talking. Absolutely. Listening. Listening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, hopefully. <laughs> 
Hopefully well, she doesn't go in with the same attitude because otherwise you're just going to sit there in silence for 20 minutes. Is it the, the 40-year-old? What do you think? <laughs> Interesting. You, you really what do you just, think? <laughs> you really have to keep, because you can know straight away, I reckon in the first 10, 15 minutes, whether or not, A, you can continue the conversation or well, the B, Roosters it's going games well. At, well, the Roosters game's at 3 o'clock, so you, you've got to cut off. <laughs> yeah, well... You know, but she could and be you're into like, footy. Are we going to the Roosters game? Yeah, yeah, are we? Yeah. Right? Are we leaving the Roosters? Are we, yeah, we, yeah. we need a little bit more context, but what more we need next week is a recap. We need a recap. Yeah, we so we've got the um, the Nick Stupid multi recap. We yeah. can get Roosterman's first date recap. Yeah, but I probably you know there's more likelihood that it's going to go well, Roosterman. Well, with this. Sage advice that he's received mm. across the airwaves. This, well, well, next minute I'll be presenting um, the hookup on Triple J Sunday nights where yeah. they, they have a whole show. Is that national broadcast? That is broadcast. Well, that's, where, that's where you yeah. live. Well, that's where what you about live. you, Adam? You've you've had a long uh, marriage. What was the first date that you took, uh, Rachel? I believe on. Uh, I believe in my research. I believe <laughs> after I just talked to you. Yeah. <laughs> where did we go? Mm. Freaking twenty-five years ago, for goodness sakes. Um, well, we met at a mate's party, uh, a farewell, because he was going to Europe party. I'm just talking. Mm-hmm. It was all kind of, you know, nothing. Did you talk football? Oh, bloody oath. <laughs> <laughs> I showed him my golf swing. Like, wow. <laughs> the wow. Don't do that, Rooster Man. Don't get up in the middle of the restaurant. I love golf. And get up and start. Do you reckon I'm taking it far enough back and all that? No. Rooster Man, just go in. Uh, it's just, just a listening exercise, basically. You know, you're not right. I'm not right. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. That attitude. Mm. You know, and you can tell a lot by the eyes as well. Eyes. Yes, where the eyes are darting. How how night. The, the eyes are the gateway to the soul, Nicholas. If they're, if they're just looking around, going, yeah. How the hell am I going to exit this conversation? Why am I here? <laughs> you can see someone think that you with can. their eyes darting around. But if they're looking at you and kind of smiling with their eyes, everything like that, you'll know early. You'll know early. So. Mm. Yeah, you gotta play the long game. You gotta play yeah. the long game. Yeah, don't rush. All those things. Yeah, no, it's, it's just let the conversation flow. Nick, have you got any tips <laughs> for Rooster Man? Well, no. I, I, <laughs> I no. I saved my. The eye contact is a big, big one. He's <laughs> going out of nowhere. Sorry, I was just quickly I was <laughs> stalking. Um, yeah, sorry, I thought that was the top researching. of the door. Yeah, researching. But the, the love doctor contact, is back. The love wow. doctor is back. I mean, look, first of all, Rooster Man, I don't think you should be taking any sort of advice from me. But, I mean, I guess the I can DB just do it. DB of the room. Hey. 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 DB. Hot DB. Kettle kettle black. <laughs> yeah, true. No, no. Yeah, I'll yeah. Hey, you got to know who you are. Yeah. Junior uh, Smithy, advice for Rooster Man on his date. Don't mention you're a Roosters fan. Uh, unless, a, unless you're a Roosters fan. What would be amazing if uh, the, the date, the first date, is actually listening to this show right now? Maybe they're driving there. And doesn't know it. Yeah, and doesn't know it. He's in the friend zone. And If you're driving to a lunch date now, give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and we'll tell you what you're in for. Back uh, with plenty more on Mix 106.5. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back. Cutting... Counting down the minutes to a big afternoon, not just of sport, but for Rooster Man as well on his first date. Um, 
Do yourself a favour. What are we thinking, gents? What have we caught through the week that uh, caught your eye? Trainwreck. So, Doco on... On Netflix. On... Uh, Woodstock 99. Woodstock 99. Did what go could well. go wrong? No. Yep. It's like a hunt, middle of summer, 40 degree what heat. What could go wrong? Bunch of kids. No water. Drinking, no water. Water at $8 a bottle. Sweet. It's got to 7.30. Who should our first act be on the first night? Let's roll corn out. Kids it'll, won't go nuts for that. It'll calm everyone down. What could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Great idea. And then, After great idea. And then we'll just let him. Yeah. And then we'll have the, the hangar where you go in the rave hangar. Yeah. So they don't sleep again. And then we'll roll out the next day. Who so, else? Then who can we put on at night? Oh, let's throw a limp biscuit on. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good idea. <laughs> I'm only one episode in, so it gets better, does it? I've I've only watched yeah, the Friday good. episodes. Ah, it's good. What happens so by good. Sunday? Oh. Just mortal destruction. They found the. the, the I, don't, I won't ruin it for you. No, well, I know what happens. Oh, yeah. The so, place just basically burns so down. So they thought that they'd try and get in the real Woodstock theme at the end and go, oh, okay, let's hand out a thousand candles to people and get like a sea of candles. And then they lit everything on fire. <laughs> So it wouldn't happen now with Dick mobile move. phones. <laughs> real di- yeah, they're like, oh, geez, I wish we could have just told everyone to. But there would have been no charging stations there, so they would have been buggered. <laughs> Russ would have been there, though. Yeah, exactly. If there was a charging station, it would have taken way too long to charge your phone. Gibber, mm. anything you've caught? Yeah, I actually was listening to SCN last night, and mm. the Hello Sport Boys mm. did their first episode of like a footy companion. So it played after the first game. It ran 8 till 10 p.m. Was it George? George? Yeah. 8 till 10? 8 till 10. 8 till 10. So it was while the second game was on uh, Parramatta and Manly. So the Hello Sport guys are doing some great stuff. I didn't really want to use Do Yourself Favour as a bit of a shameless self-promotion on SEM, but it was fascinating listening, and they were just talking sport, talking a lot of dribble. That's not self-promotion. I would have said that would have been self-promotion if you actually were on on it. Well, or you're yet. producing it. Well, not yet. That's the aim. Because uh, <laughs> well, I, I think Mark's going to be in next week, boys. So <laughs> I'm probably going to be doing high ground with Julian King and then a bit yeah. of Hello Sports stuff. So. Well, at least the sweep will run smoothly. Anyway. Pedro um. the Rooster, is he confused about the sweep? Pedro the Rooster? What's he saying? Is he confused? Boys, it's... can you... The what? I can't Hot pot news. Yeah. I think he's confused. It's the first goal. So if the team... Yep. Scores in the fourth minute. Yep. Then that's the first goal scored over. And yeah. then, it so could be the last game of the, the weekend. The last game but of the weekend and they score in the fourth, in the minute. fourth minute. That's how it's going to work. Pump up song. Rooster Man. <laughs> Good luck. Yep. Remember these words as you're... <laughs> as you're uh, if you, this could be your opening lines to <laughs> said friend at lunch date. Absolutely. Enjoy your Saturday, Enrique everyone. Enrique Iglesias, hero. The one you love, hold me in your arms tonight. I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain. 
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.